0: Welcome to episode one of Three Up Top, a football podcast where three football mad friends aim to provide an insightful review of the current football landscape, whilst also trying not to take ourselves too seriously. If you're tuning in right now, you're probably a keen football fan, or maybe like me, you've exhausted every other lockdown activity, who knows? Uh, Beef background about myself, I'm Ben, 28, from Manchester, currently living in London, uh, and I support the red side of the city, a Man United fan, long-suffering in recent history.
1: Cool. I'm Arjun, I'm joining Ben. Uh, I'm 27 and I also live in London. Um, as a result, I'm a long-time supporter of Arsenal. I've had a season ticket on and off, um, which means I've, I've been fortunate enough to live through a lot of pain, live in the flesh, <laughs> uh, and we've had a bit of a rocky time of it, to be fair, since Arsenal Wenger left. But yeah, we're kind of on the arp a little bit, um, but just here to talk football uh, with the boys.
2: Um, I'm Kyle, um, 27, originally from Manchester as well, um, currently working down south i um, have Average United fan as well, um, obviously we've suffered in recent times, especially since Fergie's left, but I think we're on the com- comeback now, um, so I'm happy to just bring good vibes.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, before we do start, I want to wish a big happy birthday to Peter Crouch today, 40 years old, podcasting legend and a bit of an is- inspiration for us all starting this podcast today. So happy birthday, Crouchy. Uh, i have been to this? Old Peter
1: Crouch, as me, yeah. i what exactly.
0: Plan. What have you uh, What have you been up to this weekend, boys?
1: Um, for me, I had a uh, catch up with some uni friends um, on Friday, and then uh, just did like a uh, build your own pizza at home kit from Pizza Pilgrims, which was really good. Uh, and then yeah, just watching a lot of football, um, as as everyone I guess like panic planning yeah. matches on all the time now, which is great.
0: Yeah, it's good, isn't it? A nice plug for Pizza Pilgrims there. We're we're not yet sponsored, but we are on the lookout. So uh, good plug there, Raj. How about cool. you, Kyle?
2: <laughs> no, nah, I've just had a chilled one as well. Um, still in Manchester with the fam. Um, so, yeah, I've just been taking it easy watching football, but I um, yeah, managed to get a little tidy up because um, the bed was looking out of control. So, happy with the appearance at least. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> about looking about you, too man? bad. Uh, you know,
0: I've got the, the London Marathon still in the diary, unfortunately. So, I, I got the, the most exercise I got done this weekend was I got dressed for a run, looked outside. And uh, opened another beer, so not much myself, more than Netflix, and eating a lot of food. I think I'm delivery's best customer at the minute. I think I've eaten everything on the menu, so just... I trying to stay as trim as possible by doing as little exercise at the same time, so it's uh, it's not a great Sounds lot like an, look for myself. Yeah.
1: Sounds like a winning <laughs> formula, man. So yeah. win.
0: <laughs> one plus one equals three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, the only good side, I guess, is I don't think you're going to be doing it this year, maybe. Maybe in the summer, I don't know if they'll rearrange it then. But yeah.
0: Hopefully not. I mean, the more time I've got to prepare, the better, I guess. Still struggling at, at 5k, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, let's dive straight into the football with United and, and Arsenal fans this weekend. We obviously faced off uh, yesterday evening. In what was a pretty dour nil-nil draw, from from my opinion, um, you know what what are your boys' thoughts on that game? Because personally, a frustrated United fan, I think the game was there for the taking. I think um, when the two lineups were announced, we we had the stronger eleven. These are the kind of games we've got to win to, to kind of be a, in the title picture. Coming away from the Emirates again, uh, don't think we've won there. Is it three years now? Four years, arch? It's, it's, it's a long time. You know, what what can we do now? with that difference in quality on the pitch that I think we had, why have we not come away with the win?
1: Yeah. So from a kind of looking at it from the other side, I definitely thought that, uh, well, prior, prior to the lineups being announced, I thought that we had a pretty good chance of giving you a tough game. Obviously the game at Old Trafford, um, we played really well, got the win after, yeah. after a lot of like terrible performances against United away from home. Uh, yeah. but this time, I, you know, I was pretty confident going into the game. Uh, but then seeing the lineups, you're exactly, you spot on mate. Um, with no sacker, Tierney, Aubameyang, um Gabriel as well, arguably, are probably our best centre-back, um, injured uh, yeah. or not fit to start, really. Um, yeah, I thought, you know, United come out of the blocks and really put pressure on us, but didn't really seem to happen too much. It was more in, in spells throughout the game. Um, so that, that's kind of the reason I don't really see United kind of being consistent throughout the title challenge, really. I think you can yeah. drop points. Totally on.
3: agree.
2: Totally agree. Yeah, even like from my point of view, um, just being pessimistic anyway, I didn't see us, obviously can get gassed, think we are in the title race, but yeah. I knew a Sheffield United was kind of coming in a way, because all the press, everyone's saying, oh, United are in the title race, but the first test, well, basically, it was kind of came to a situation where Oli thought, oh, let me rotate the team, and we got burnt, City rotate their team, and they're all right, yeah. they, get, they pick up the three points yeah um, but with regards to yesterday's game um yeah as you have said the teams looking at the teams I just thought didn't have any complaints to be honest I thought yeah we should be comfortable yeah. um like, to get the win but I didn't at any point I didn't feel like there was urgency to win it was as if we were waiting yeah we were waiting for Arsenal to attack us and obviously counter attack but if we're if we're in the title race you're supposed to go to their ground and just just do the business at the end of the day so
0: yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. I think it was a bit of a hangover from the Sheffield United game. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree with you, Kyle. I think the Sheffield United result, long time coming. This is kind of the games that United, unfortunately, we slip up on. And um, mm. I'm gonna, I just think there's some inherent weaknesses in the United team. I think we've got a really good keeper, which is De Gea. Got slate at the start of the season. I think he's doing really well. We've got one of the best left backs in the world at the minute, Luke Shaw. <laughs> that's 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 a bit of a United gas, but. Luke Shaw at the minute is an absolute joy to watch. The player we've wanted as United fans for the past five years. He's back. He's flying. and He's arguably our best player at the minute. But I'm going to say something here. that's a touch controversial, but Bruno Fernandes is overrated. And that's, as a United fan, I watch every single United game. And he doesn't turn up in big games. And he tries too much that goes wrong. And I know everyone you know, thinks, thinks he's one of the world's best players at the minute. But I'm telling you right now. He does more wrong in a game than right, apart from the, the odd 90th-minute winner, which obviously I'm very happy with. Gets <laughs> us the points. Bruno Fernandes, if you watch him, is the most frustrating player to watch. And again yesterday at Arsenal, didn't turn up, quite petulant. He showed a bit of petulance with Ollie against Liverpool when he got subbed off, when he was absolutely yeah, horrific yeah. recently. No respect to the team. I'm not saying drop him, absolutely not. Like, we need to play him. Bruno Fernandes needs to take a st- take a step down and realise that he's not the player that he currently thinks he is. And so, Aaron Wan Bissaka, uh, by the way, Wan Bissaka. I mean, I'll, I'll go on about him later, but he is one of the worst signings. He, Aaron Wan <laughs> is one of the worst signings ever made.
1: Uh, difficult. Just just to just to kind of speak on, on Bruno Fernandes, I think he reminds me a lot of uh, Alexis Sanchez when he was with us at Arsenal. I was I mean, going to say, hopefully he, not he, when he was at us. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, he, he's 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 kind of like the amount of possession he turns over, what he tries on the pitch is like, you know, no, no other player would really try, try what they tried but when it comes off, you know, it, it looks great and they're kind of really high output players. Uh, I think Fernandes is probably a bit bit more extreme than, than Alexis Sanchez because he could have the link-up play um, but Fernandes, uh, I don't know, I mean, you can't beat the guy. You, honestly, you can't beat the guy. He, he's, his output, his goals and assists since yeah. he's joined United are just, won you so many points and I think He's he's the majority of the reason of why you're kind of where you're at. If you're looking at as it, kind of a, a single single player, um, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. I, I, I agree to an extent. I think off the pitch, he's done so much for that club. You know, he is. You know, he's pulled everyone's socks up. He's he's the leader, and he's the leader that we were crying out for. Harry Maguire. I mean, he's. I mean, he's, he's I, looked he's looked a, he's a lot better
1: than the last few games um, for United. Yeah. Um, he's Maguire had a terrible start to the season, but yeah, he's, he's kind of. Made a decentish yeah. comeback. I still personally don't rate him
2: that highly. Um, yeah. yeah, Maguire. At the end of the day, Maguire's got obviously he's got his his attributes, his positive attributes, strong, good in the air, but then the biggest flaw is pace, which is yeah. why awesome. every time I see United's lineup and I see him and Lindelof, it's just like Jesus Christ because
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. any striker on, a, on another team just thinking, well. I can knock the ball past him and run, or I can bully him today. At the end
1: yeah, of the day, and, and I, I think you're kind of spot on there, to be fair, because had Bambiang played, it would have caused a lot more problems in behind yeah. than Lacazette, for example, yeah. who still actually gave him a couple of, you know, bad moments um, yeah. with a couple of balls over the top. So yeah, it's definitely an issue for United. Uh, no but yeah, I mean, Wan Bissaka is an interesting one. Um, it doesn't yeah. look like he, he like technically he's he's terrible really when you watch him. Uh, defensively listen, listen, one on one really good but
2: <laughs> nah, I agree with him, I agree with Arge. No, nah, but you nah, come on. Because at the end of the day, he's a defender, he's a right back. Defensively nah,
0: How much did he cost, Kyle? How much did he cost? After one. Fifty season, mil? No, it. but do you, do you want to go through the whole yeah. team?
2: Do I go
1: through the whole team? I, well, I think you might like, have overpaid <laughs> drastically for for all, all your recent signings, really, you've kind of overpaid. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think in the modern game, you can't afford to have a, a, just a defensive right back, especially, no. you know, depending on who you play on the right wing, they've got to do so much more on their own um, and it hinders the attack.
2: Right. So if I was to say Hector Bellerin or Wamba Sucker, what are you saying? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, uh, do you know what I mean? That, do you think my, with your wife or, that's, or do you think with your sister? Do you know yeah, what I mean? that's, that's, the that's what thing. you're asking <laughs> me.
1: You're, te- you know, you're asking <laughs> a very different question. Um, yeah, I probably would take Rambasaka right. on that basis, but that's just, that's not, you know, on the evidence of Hector Bellerin's performances this season, I wouldn't, you know, <sighs> it's tough actually, it's quite, it's quite close, I think Hector Bellerin kind of progresses it a bit better, but his actual execution is still pretty poor, to be honest. Yeah, um,
2: um, but no way, the Bruno Sander, man, I'm not happy about that, because I don't know how.
0: Yeah, I've, can, I've, I've, I've been can... saying it a while it's not this isn't just like a one a one-time thing and I know I nah. kind of talking about his big he's done up in big games right it's, it's, it's now no longer the big games I don't know if it's fatigue or anything right I think he's a great signer for the club and he has been but I think it's more, we his leadership skills and qualities are worth more than his technical skills for me as united fan I think he right. re, he makes he makes other players play better which is brilliant yeah but he himself, I mean, some of this stuff. He, he, yesterday, he tried to do an outside of the boot cross. He's right. got to just pass. Just got to pass it on the floor. You know, like, you don't. Nothing. Not everything has to be on. You know, waiting for the soccer AM showboat reel. Like, it, no, I hate, I pass that. the ball and play it simple and play it fast. It. That's the United way. But well, then or, what
2: does Pogba do? Pogba Pogba tries on madness all the time. Um, Pogba's, Pogba's been brilliant though. Pogba's been absolutely brilliant the past few weeks. I don't
0: know. I think I think, Pogba,
1: I think he has been guilty of that in the past of kind of always do the Hollywood pass or like you know be yeah. a main yeah. man. And, and recently, what he's done is kind of taken a step back and simplified yeah. his game a lot more. And he's just been dominating. Even against us, he looked really good. I think he right. he gave Partey a really difficult game yesterday, you know. And Partey didn't really play that well, uh, no. I don't think. Um, no. Because of Pogba, partly. Because he was pressuring him and, and doing the simple things really well. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's difficult because with a player like Fernandes, with that kind of output, you have to play him. You know, there's, exactly. He's going to win your games. He's going to win yeah. your games. Um and you just take, you have to take the good with the bad. Yeah.
0: Fully. I agree. Yeah. Really I mean, I would still, I was still play him. Oh, so yeah, I would still play him. I just think <laughs> there's been a lot of hype over Bruno Fernandes at the minute. And I think, you know, he's not untouchable, you know. And I think there is kind of a God-tier status that's been given to him, which isn't yet deserved. And that's kind of... Mm-hmm. I'll leave it I'll leave it at that. But I, well, what I will say is that watch this space. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised the next few games if we start rotating him in and out and resting him. And it no might time. be fatigue. No
1: chance. It'd I mean, be a huge I, call for no Oli to do that. I just, I can't see it. I can't no. see it. I mean, who, 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 do you play in place of You haven't really got suitable backup. I mean,
0: I want to say Donny Van de Beek. Uh, I mean, uh, he, a bit unfair. We don't really know what he's, he's like in the Premier League. But every time I see him play, he plays well. He's very much give and go. And I think in certain games, especially like the, the Arsenal game, or you know, if Bruno's not playing well, which he wasn't playing well, Ollie's got to make the decision early to hook him off and just go for a different approach and try the the Donny van der Beek, pass and move kind of football, which...
1: I mean, the flip side to that is you know he's got a goal or assist any moment in the game. Exactly. Because he tries these...
3: Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's difficult. I just think that van der Beek hasn't had an opportunity to to really show what he's got, which is on Oli, really. Um, But at the same time, you can't really risk losing the effectiveness of of Fernandes.
0: No, I agree. I think it was quite an even game, though. Um, I think, obviously, you guys hit the bar um, with a free kick. You, uh, I don't know what um, Arteta said to the boys at half-time, your side, but mm-hmm. you guys came you know, out at the blocks so quickly. We looked sluggish. And you really could have put two or three past us in the first five, ten minutes of, of that second half, which would have killed the game. But, you know, it comes back down to it. We did have the better chance of the game. And if there's one man you put your house on to put those those chances away, it'd be Edison Cavani. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, it was, uh, was it a good Leno save or was it... Was it going wide anyway? You know, for the topic it's, it's going wide. It's got to go in. It's got to go in. And those are the chances yeah. that win titles. And unfortunately, I think we all agreed that you know United aren't there, and Arsenal won't be there for another few years. But
1: <laughs> no, we've got a big, we've got a big rebuild. <laughs> we've definitely got a big rebuild. I I wonder. I mean, do you think? Um, I know we'll touch on it later, but do you think it's it's down to really Oli that you haven't really got that last kind of little bit that you need? I mean, losing to Sheffield United is something that. maybe you can put on the manager because of the amount of changes that you guys made Um, they are one of the worst teams that I've probably ever seen barring (laughs) to be honest when they were in the league I mean uh, I couldn't believe it yeah it was just really passive in that game Um, and similar in this game like just two back to back games where you've been quite quite passive in terms of your attacking threat whereas United we're so used to seeing them just continue to bomb on and even in games when you've gone behind the season you've really done that well Uh, just didn't see it the last two games so what do you reckon that's kind of down to
2: um, The Sheffield United game, for me, Anthony Martial's the lead in the line at the number nine. I was a fan at well. I mean, at the end of the day, Jory's out for me. Um, Cavani's coming in the summer. Martial's sulking, thinking, oh, this guy's coming, taking my place. doesn't want to play out wide. He's always miserable. And um, even, like, just the effort. If you're not playing yeah. well, then at least show that you're trying in it. And at the yeah. end of the day he lost the ball for the second goal, didn't chase back, they scored. And then he's one of them players, he'll throw his hands up in the air, look at everyone else like it's their fault. Um rightly Ollie dropped him for the Arsenal game, but yeah. I think it just comes down to we're, we're not we're missing players to take us like into the title contention, in my opinion. We're still missing a right winger, need a right winger for how many years. Um certified number nine. He's just gonna mm-hmm. get us 20, 25 goals. Um end of the day, when you look at it, we're exceeding expectations. Anyway, yep. where we are in the table, start of the season, I will take this all day. We've, oh, we've, yeah. had, good, we've had good results. Um,
0: yeah,
3: absolutely,
0: we lost to Palace nice. at home,
2: didn't we? The first game of the season. I mean,
0: yeah. no way. After after also the six-one Spurs loss Oh Jesus! <laughs> <I, but no, laughs> that was like a, a
1: dark time, right?
0: Oh it was a, yeah, it was a very dark time. Um, but we never thought we, we never thought we'd be where we are now, and no. I, I and it's, I'm. Do I think we'll win the league? Absolutely not. Am I happy that we're in the race? Absolutely. This is more than a United fan. This is the closest we've really been since Fergie left. I know we finished second mm-hmm. under Jose that season, but,
1: but sit, sit we weren't... Yeah, worry.
0: yeah. And realistically, they very much will again this season. But at mm-hmm. this moment in time, as a United fan to say that we top, we were top of the league, I mean, it's it's honestly been years. And myself and Kyle... And obviously a lot of the United fans our age have grown up through the glory years. We were born into the years when United and Arsenal, I guess yourself, Arge, we, we were untouchable. It was always, it was one of us would win the league. And the league's got a lot harder now and it's a lot more competitive as a, as a Premier League due to the kind of the influx of money in there. But to lose at home to Sheffield United, I mean, I can't, going back to your question, I can't blame Oli for that really because Fergie used to lose at home to Middlesbrough back in the day. There's, there's always freak results in the Premier League. Yeah,
1: and I guess it's the way you follow up, right? Like Fergie wouldn't have then drawn yeah. to Arsenal. He would have come out probably yeah, yeah. dropped us three 0 Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah.
3: definitely. I think,
0: I think there is maybe a bit of naivety in Ollie, but he's still young. You know, there's, there's still there's still kind of uh, growth for him yeah. to become, to learn and to become a better manager. But I guess uh, I guess we'll see. But touching on uh, some other results, you know, Man City again. Um, Another another victory against. Yeah,
1: looking looking imperious defensively now, aren't they? Which is a, 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 the yeah. they've always kind of been let down with before. I mean, John Stones is him him and Diaz. I know they didn't play this weekend, but um, or together rather. But yeah, before their partnership looks really strong, and the mm-hmm. fact they can rotate in Laporte as well now. Um, yeah, I mean, 13 goals conceded, I think, or something like nutty like that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's scary times. No, De Bruyne or Aguero, really. A, yeah, near, so.
0: yeah, that makes it <laughs> Need to worse. Need to make sure you've got those City defenders in your fantasy team, then, boys.
1: <laughs> I yeah, don't think that's I... the
0: right thing to do.
2: Because pep, pep, pep rotation, <laughs> no one knows it. It's a puzzle, man. Um, Ruben Diaz, since he's come in, um, £60 million he paid. Top signing. It's been a beast, obviously, taking John Stones to the next level. They've had Laporte, who's had a lot of injury issues.
0: They've spent a lot of money, though. I mean, that's what I think people kind of forget. You know, that City defence is incredibly expensive. There's not a player in that defence that's under 50 million. You've got Laporte, 57, Diaz, 60. Nathan ake doesn't even make the bench these days, 45 or whatever. Um, Stonewood. Cancelo. Mendy yeah, 50, I mean. Walker 50, Cancelo 60,
1: that's a lot of money, right? is it is, yeah. is, is even their yeah. academy? I don't know
0: but yeah. Yeah there's a lot yeah. of money going inside yeah. defence but it has for the majority of it I think been money well spent and that's kind of where United's and the Arsenal's and the Chelsea's I guess have all made all made mistakes with yeah. City have uh, been a lot more shrewd with their, with their signings it's yeah. kind of starting to show now and that's probably where they they, re, they really will start to, to to run away with it. I think, with, yeah. that, with that defense.
1: Yeah, one thing uh, for me is just this this city team just not not as exciting as they used to be. Like, off of two two or three years mm, ago, mm. just not. It's a bit robotic for me. Really, don't really like yeah. watching them as much. Um, I know they're still they're still scoring a lot of goals. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, just just the kind of the way the way they're kind of rolling through teams, it's a bit robotic. Which is maybe a bit. Uh, a bit picky of me to say that, but yeah. yeah. I mean, they're still still going to win the title, I'm sure. But
0: yeah, they, they lack that striker these days. I think it used to be quite exciting watching Agüero and his pomp and um you know, destroying defenses with. And but with him injured, for me, Gabriel Jesus he, is not fit enough to, to lace Agüero's boots. To be honest, things absolute pony. I think <laughs> take him out of that City side, he's not scoring any goals. But I think City really need to invest. They've been linked with Lukaku. Is he the right player for City? Probably not, but he would score 25-30 goals a season yeah. in that team.
2: Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Um, I imagine the sense we are saying like, City out is entertaining to watch. Um boring at the end of the day, because now the results, it's like 1-0, 2-0. Nils, nils. Yes, they're picking up the wins, but entertainment-wise, they're in lockdown. <laughs> I'd yeah, rather do so know, it's got to out. It's got to that. Like When so they're true. on, I'm not killing myself to watch them. Um, even when they scored yesterday, you, well, to be fair, I thought that they'd then go on, score 3 4 5, because that's what they did against West Brom. But, yeah, I had to just turn it off and do something <laughs> else because it was just, yeah, dead. But as a City fan, to be fair, it would be interesting to speak to City friends, give um, their perspective. The winning, obviously, a happy, but style of play.
1: Yeah, which, and I think at the start of the season, they looked like a million miles off the pace. I, I thought this, like they, they could easily kind of. Let, let other teams run away with it but they, they pulled it back really well and they've just kind of been so consistent um you can't really argue with it and you know yeah. guardiola looks like he's probably going to win win another title
0: let's talk about the the biggest biggest shock this weekend i think was the um was the Newcastle away win at Evan i don't think anyone saw that coming especially not myself who captain don carvert lewin in fantasy football uh <laughs> unfortunately hit hit a stalemate but it was I, i'm gonna have to defend defend him now I don't think he had any service. I I actually watched the game and I thought it was really poor from Everton. I don't think they were ever in the game. I think Newcastle bossed the game from start to finish, which Mm. Steve Bruce, I mean, he was hanging hanging to his job by a thread, really, this week. And I think everyone expects him to be sacked after the game. But Mm. Everton, for some reason, their midfield, there was no creativity, no urgency. and I mean, if Everton would have won both games in hand, I think they're up to second. And this is a huge opportunity wasted for Everton because if they want to secure Champions League football with a manager like Ancelotti you've got to be beating teams like Newcastle at home and I just don't think they turned up on the day and I think that they do still lack that little bit of depth to bring bring, bring players off the bench
3: yeah, and 100%. kind of change,
0: change the game um, I know Bernard is on his way out and those kind of other fringe players but they, they do need to kind of do another signing spree this summer just to, to bring in that depth that the clubs like United City Arsenal to an extent with the youth that you guys have got, Chelsea, uh, Spurs have, because they're just not quite there yet for me.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think, I mean, I don't know what it is with, with Everton, but you always just to kind of expect them to fall short. Um, even saying that, you know, bringing in Ancelotti, that, that should have been that extra little boost that they needed to kind of to yeah. win games like this. Um, and just to touch on Newcastle, you know, they've been absolutely awful to watch. Yeah, rivaling
0: Sheffield United. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got to say, yeah, yeah, probably rivaling Sheffield United. Um, but I've got I've got a mate who's quite a big Uni- uh, Newcastle United fan, and he he was just saying it's it's hard to watch, and um, with the players they've got, I don't know, I don't know if they can really do a lot better in terms of results, but definitely in terms of like playing style, I think I think Bruce has got them, like at least <laughs> at least be solid if you're going to try and defend that in that way, but they're just not so difficult.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think like managers like Steve, I mean, it's bit slightly off topic, but I think managers like Steve Bruce and Jose Mourinho, um, my, myself and Kyle have had the pain of having him as a United manager. I think they're getting away with murder with a lack of fans. I think if fans were in the stadiums and watching that type of football that they're paying to see, I guess, um, they would be getting away with it. There'd, there'd be absolute anarchy in the stands and it kind of comes down to the fact that is it acceptable to put 11 men behind the ball just because there's no fans in the stadium and there's no one kind of shouting that abuse or kind of you know giving the bit of a bit of anarchy in the stands is is that the way we're going with this or is it the case of you know the kind of two dinosaurs of the game who kind of haven't evolved that modern approach to football and it kind of just that's all they know really
2: they, they haven't evolved themselves i mean with newcastle um i've been lived there for a few years um i've got a few mates with newcastle fans and even speaking to them um it's just my costly they run like a business. and um, the, mul- the motivation is literally just to stay in the Premier League. It doesn't matter how. If you got thirty eight draws, they'd be up with that, thirty eight points will so stay up. Um doesn't really
1: the, the ambition is just isn't there at the moment, as you as you say, Carl, like to kind of A invest I mean they they tried to give it to a manager who's been around the block and who who's a probably one of the world class managers they could have got in Rafa Benitez. Um but again they didn't really back in that much in the well, or saying that they spent a lot of money on Joel Linton. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, wow. they, I don't think they gave him the tools to, to really succeed. And, and even then, yeah. Rafa isn't really the most attacking coach either. He's still pretty pragmatic. Um, on your point about the kind of playing style that we've seen for a lot of teams, yeah, I think I think that does make a big difference. A lot of the managers are being a lot more defensive. We saw that with Arteta for quite a few games, which just didn't work for Arsenal. Um, it was terrible to watch. We were barely having any shots in the game. I think that was a mix of personnel and tactics, but, you know, we've still got the same personnel. We're playing a lot better now. Uh, so it does show that, like, you know, the tactics were, were wrong there. Um, with with Spurs, I just... I think they have so much talent, and players like andombele Kane, Son, uh, Lo Celso, um, even the likes of Ruguillon from, from left-back, you know, they can create a lot. And you saw that against United, for example, when... Mourinho kind of unleashed them in in a way, Yeah. Um, but he's kind of reverted back to type, which is it's difficult to watch. Uh, against Liverpool, I think they went back to like a three at the back, which is you know I, I expect them to go for Liverpool again. It was similar to like a kind of the situation with United, where you're playing against a weakened team. Why not go for it and, and try and uh, outscore the outscore the opponent? And it was a bit bit too tactical for me, uh, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, and the, yeah, he had he had quite a few strange decisions. Uh, playing Doherty at left back when you've got kind of like Ben Davies and was on the bench just seems a bit weird Um, so I'm not sure what what Mourinho's kind of thinking there but you know they've still got quite a lot to play for and it's still still early enough in the season in terms of like you know still halfway through and they're still in in with a shout Um, Be interesting to see how serious Kane's injury kind of is yeah Um,
0: that's huge Mm. that's huge um Going on to the Southampton game now. Uh, Blessed to have a housemate who is an avid Southampton fan. I think he he watches every single game, home and away. He would take a day off work to go see them. We're we're trying to tempt him into getting a Southampton tattoo on his calf, but we're not quite there yet. He he watched the game yesterday, and I tell you what, he was not a happy bunny. There's uh, only three plates left in the house, as as far as I can see, (laughs) after those decisions. I mean, VAR. Is absolutely ruining football. There was two major decisions there. I can't, I, we're all watching the game. I just can't believe they've not been given. I mean, the penalty from Matty Cash was clear as day. It's clear handball. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, it's the better save than Martinez has done in that game. <laughs> and I've got Martinez on my fantasy team. So I was, I was buzzing with a clean sheet, but oh my God, that was horrific. And, and the offside again, no one knows what the rules are. The the people who are making decisions don't know the rules are so, you know, it is it is ruining the game and again another goes back to if the fans in the stadium would this be allowed? What if you were paying to watch one of these games in the stadium and you get that decision ruled out for VAR after the players have celebrated? What's the point? You know it, it ruins that kind of elusive kind of chance element of football and yeah. I know like there's a lot of scrutiny on Man United with the we get all the pens we get all the decisions but. It swings around you know, we get decisions to go against us and that was kind of the fun of football. The only one that I really like in technology wise is the fact that the ball goes over the line. That's a that's a science that is perfect, right? You know, it might be marginal, but that works. But the VAR stuff, it's still subjective and it is, from, from my point of view, it is, it is kind of taking a bit of fun out of the game.
2: Besides, um, that's what's killing it because even like Bamford had a similar one to Inks um, earlier well, in the season. Where it's his, he's pointing where he wants the ball to go because his arm's technically offside. They've given him offside, yeah. and he's gone. It's it's ridiculous. ridiculous. yeah, yeah, and yeah, just, um, yeah. just sad. Um it's more a case where you score a goal as a player, you scored a goal, you want to go and celebrate, and you have to second guess yourself. Yeah, of you course. Know? It's just yeah, it's quite spoiling it at the end of the day. Um, okay. As fans, we can think we've scored the last. I think the best, the best one well sorry for City fans but the best one was um, <laughs> Sterling scoring against Spurs if you remember Champions League yeah, a run off to celebrate Pep's yeah, dropped yeah. to his knees but yeah. <laughs> he's put his head in his hands and then it's caught from the screen by yeah, offside I mean, no goal so that's what that, I'm saying that, it's just
1: yeah that had the makings of one of the greatest of all-time games you know yeah, like last minute winner like that but yeah yeah, yeah. it's nuts for me you know I was I was a I kind of really wanted VAR to come in. I was a big proponent of it um, because there were just so many mistakes happening. But what we've seen is that those mistakes have just kind of translated into VAR. It's just like yeah. the lack of consistency <laughs> yeah. is, is, is baffling. So now now we're even more kind of focused on it and we can h- highlight those errors from referees even more. Um, and yeah, I think the offside thing is it's difficult. Everyone kind of wants that, that clarity of what the rules kind of are. And it kind of changes halfway through the season now it's the sleeve before it was like the armpit um, yeah. and I just think if, if you can't see it you know by the naked eye or like on the first look then just give it to the attacker you know we want to see goals we yep. want a bit more entertainment in the game rather than you know the, the kind of the high and then the sudden low of not having a goal um, and you're right Ben. you know it does work for all teams I think everyone has now had a decision where they think that should have gone for us or that should have gone against us um, um. to the point where you know it's it has kind of killed killed the game. Um, but for me, it also highlights that the sort of standard of refereeing in the Premier League has just been shocking for like
3: Abismal, the, best, the best part of
1: five years and yeah. more, really. Um, so I don't know how we improved that. But yeah, I think we need to give them the tools, but they're just not using them correctly either.
0: Yeah, get, let's get Kalina back. Get him on his in the <laughs> frame. I think we also saw uh, earlier today, we saw Thomas Tuchel... Win his first game as Chelsea manager. Second game in, um, routine win over Burnley. Only registered the first shot in the 94th minute. Um, absolutely horrific. Um, I mean, what what are we thinking about that? Do we, do we think that's a good appointment or not?
1: I think he. Uh, it's difficult to kind of analyze based on 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 like uh, two girls last last few clubs. Really, I mean, like PSG, you expect them to kind of win the, win the league easy every year. Um, yeah. And at like Dortmund, he kind of. Flatter to deceive a bit in terms of delivering. I know they've obviously competed against yeah. Munich. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I think he, he's a kind of two to three-year coach and that will suit Chelsea uh, in terms of mm-hmm. them turning over managers very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does highlight how much they're invested in kind of uh, Werner and Kai Havertz uh, bringing yeah. the a German coach kind of will hopefully help them thrive in the yeah. league. They've, they've looked really poor and again, Werner today just his confidence looks looks completely shot. Yeah. Um, he's been the, yeah.
0: He's been the flop of the season, Timo Werner. I mean, we were, I was very jealous when Chelsea signed him and yeah. he's just done absolutely nothing, has he? And yeah, I agree. I think Tuchel's been brought in to kind of help those German players, really. But I, mean, I, I can't believe he's got the job, personally. If I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be absolutely fuming. I think the right thing to do would have been give it Lampard at the end of the season. And then uh, bringing someone better, you know, this is it. Just seems pre-planned. It just seems bizarre. It seems like this was a decision that was probably made in the summer that this was always going to be the back, the safety net to fire someone. Yeah. Club legend Frank Lampard. As much as I don't have an affinity to him, club wise, I've always respected him as a player, and I think to treat him like that and to have Thomas D'eshell in a Chelsea kit um, taking training the next day, it's just appalling, and he. He just sums up the Chelsea kind of mentality of churning through managers, and he. I agree with you, Raj. I don't think I don't think he's good enough, Thomas Tuchel. I think if I'm Chelsea, man, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I want someone with a bit more pedigree than Thomas Tuchel coming into the club. You, know, you just sack someone like Frank Lampard, who arguably doesn't have that much experience. What experience does Thomas Tuchel have, really? What real experience has he got to, to drive that club forward with those players? Arguably, nothing. Yeah you know, I I would oh. I'd, I'd wait I I would have waited for the summer and try to get the Southampton manager Ralph Hasnull or try and get um, try and get Brendan Rodgers in or just you know make a play for yeah, Angelotti yeah, yeah, yeah. make a play yeah. for Angelotti back or something or maybe if Lampard turns it around like
1: Yeah I've got I I've, I've got <laughs> disagree with you with in terms of two shows experience I think that's not so much it for me I, I just think it's like yeah less experience but more more just in terms of his his actual output with teams um PSG, yes he got them to Champions League final but I think yeah I'm just not sure on him I don't know what it is, there's there's doubts over him for me and I think you're right I think it was definitely pre-planned with, with Lampard it was kind of like, you get us through this rocky period where we've got a transfer ban see yeah. what we can do with, with these young English players that we've got, these, these youth prospects and uh, to be fair to Frank he did pretty well in his first season, I think a lot of other teams were, were poor so that kind of helped them a bit uh, in that regard um, but what we've seen with the likes of kind of um, united arsenal to to quite a big extent is that teams have gone through quite difficult spells in a season and then managed yeah. to turn them around somewhat um even Spurs you know they had quite a rocky patch around Christmas uh, looked a bit better since then granted they lost quite badly against Liverpool um but yeah I mean it's just a strange season to just kind of chop and change um, without having a real plan I guess uh, but we'll see we'll see what what happens with there
2: I mean from my point of view I'm not even um Surprised in a sense, Chelsea have been cutthroat with managers since Abramovich has come in, so I
3: mm-hmm.
2: think it was coming. Um, just in a sense, if you look at the results, their aims the, obviously to get top four, but you spent 200 million, they're probably thinking, well, we should at least be in title contention, and you stay in keep Lampard till the end of the season. I think he's lost the dressing room anyway. I think since the start of the year, he's shown. Is an experience in the way how he's managed people because he's shown he's got his favorites and then all the people I who did it. the job. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's his son. That's his son. Oh. <laughs> no, nah, he's just like he's cut off people who did a job from last season. Cause even like the biggest mistake he, he made, West Brom obviously I think he they drew 3-3, but after the game he slated Marcus Alonso,
3: yeah. And pretty
2: much throws him out the team, throws him out the squad. And if you think He's probably got allegiances with a few players in the dressing room, especially Quetta Captain. Yeah. I wouldn't say he throws him out, but he dropped him obviously. Reese James has been in good form. But he's but they kind scored
0: of... today. Both those players scored today, didn't they?
3: Yeah. Interesting. Well, Very course, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um
2: we, we... Werner, he, he ruined Werner by playing him out wide. Yeah. yeah now totally his confidence great. is finished. He's not he's a nine. Playing him out wide gets to four or five games he's not scored. And then, you know how the English media is. In Germany, he'd probably get away with it. But English yeah. media is just ruthless.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard It's hard over it. I think because of Werner's pedigree at, at Leipzig, we all kind of expected him to, to hit the ground running here. No yep. one expected like Kai Havertz, possibly he's a, he's a bit younger. And I've got a bit more appreciation of the fact that he needs to adapt to Premier League. He's quite slight in build. And the Premier League is quite a rough and tumble league. Fair enough for that one. I think Kai Havertz in the transition year, but Timo Werner, German first choice striker, top scorer in the Bundesliga, etc. He should be hitting the ground running. And I don't think, I agree with that I don't think he was managed properly, but we don't know the application. There's a reason why Frank Lampard's put him on the wing rather than put him as number nine. And there's the reasons that, you know, as fans, unfortunately, we probably don't have the insight. It's kind of That's what's awesome. gone on there, but I, yeah, I agree. I agree. But I just think, I feel like they should have given him more time. You got to look at Arteta at Arsenal went through a rocky patch. Uh, I don't know how many games in a row you boys lost, but it was—I I know you weren't happy. i just put it that way. and yeah, uh, that was... it was. It was bleak for you. We've had a has been in charge of United now for two years. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe he's lasted this long. I, I, I think I've called to his head every, every three months, but I'm—I'm I'm starting to believe now. Like, I'm starting to believe, and I think you know maybe maybe it's right that I'm not in charge of Man United. Cause otherwise, he would have he would have gone a long time ago. But it seems it seems like the players buy into him, and it's just you can't have players buy into managers if you change it every three months. Because as a player, you know that if you play badly for five games, what's the the manager's going to go? There's okay. no, there's no kind of there's no kind of managers outlasting players anymore. The players are knowing full well if if they lose four or five in a row, the manager's gone. So yeah. the power's kind of shifted a bit too much, and it's nice it's quite nice to see that. The United hierarchy, the Arsenal hierarchy, have, have kind of stuck with the managers for now. Obviously, one year, two Arteta, year, two years for Oli. But as an Arsenal fan, you must surely be quite happy after you, know, you had Emery. We, you know, we've had Van Gaal, Mourinho, Moyes, etc. It's nice to have a bit of stability for once and kind of see a bit of a vision, uh, especially with the youth players, you know, kind of being brought forward for the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that was really one of the the main issues that a lot of people had with, with Arteta this season is that he was playing players who, you know, we've we watched for three or four years who are not good enough uh, to play for Arsenal. They haven't really got the, uh, the technical ability, concentration, the mistakes are always there and yeah. he was kind of persisting with them. There was a period where he made them look fairly decent, but kind of this season they, they kind of let him down again. Um, and, you know, in terms of building a squad, you can't, you can't rely on those older older players who you know some of them had contracts expiring this summer. Um, you're not going to build a squad around those players, so the kind of outlook was why not turn to the youth? Um, and it took Arteta a while to, to do that, um, and it seems to have worked now. You know, putting in uh, Emerald Smith Rowe has really transformed us, and whether that's uh, to do with our to do with the fact he's number ten or the or the actual player himself remains yeah. to be seen. Um, he looks a player.
0: He looks a good player. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think we can kind of expect him to have like a, a few dips in forms, just just as you do with young players. Um, but we don't mind that, you know. You'd rather see a, a academy prospect given the opportunity than um, hard to say it, but you know, Mesut Ozil stinking um, the place out to be honest. Uh, and even though I think he would improve yeah. the team when we were playing three or four at the back, uh, whichever formation we're playing, I think Ozil would have made a difference. But for whatever reason, you know, political or or playing, whether he's trained badly, I mean, there's a lot of different stories coming out of the club about that. But now at least that distraction's out of the way. Um, and yeah, things things are looking a bit more promising for us. We have had quite an easy run, to be honest. So um, we're coming to, the, to a bit more of a difficult run. So it'll be interesting to see how we progress. Uh, but for me, the, the kind of question marks I have about Arteta are more uh, to do with his man management, really. you know, he's, he's frozen out quite a lot of players. Um, seems to be fairly old school in terms of how he... Yeah. Quite ruthless, isn't he? Quite ruthless. Quite ruthless. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the likes of, of Guendouzi and Saliba have been uh, frozen out, really. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he can bring them back in because you know they're, they're players who are young and, and who, who should have a future with the club because they're better than what we've got in, in some aspects uh, of the game. Um, so yeah, hope, hopefully he learns quickly and that seems seems to be something that he does do, which is, which is good. Uh, and it relates back to your point actually, Ben, about Man management, I think that's a huge part of the the game now for managers is is mm-hmm. man management uh, and making making sure those kind of the big egos in the dressing room are are content. Uh, if you freeze them out, you've got to make sure that you've done it so that the team improves yeah. rather than you know regresses. Um, and that's where I think Oli is, is a really good manager. You know he he has kind of learned that from from Sir Alex Ferguson, um, and it's probably the only good trait that I, I rate about him. Like tactically, I think he's. he's not great but um, <laughs> he, he counter-attacking football
3: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: he sort he's, he's kind of reinstilled that United style to some extent
2: I think um, Oli's had his moments with tactics I'll agree in a sense I think a lot of the time he's tactically naive it's you can pretty much predict especially in big games it's obvious what we, what we set up to do counter-attack which it's not worked this season if you look at big games. We've had three-nil-nils against Arsenal, Liverpool, City. Fair-neutral has been a dead game to watch. For us, it's yeah. been kind of painful, especially when we've got ambitions to obviously get the points. Um, I'm Ollie. We,
0: we should have I'm won those Olly. games, though. If you actually go back to those nil-nils, we've, we had the chances to win those games.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it just comes down, again, it comes down to we've got a feeling like we're playing it safe. Yeah. I always get the feeling like we're playing it safe. Like yesterday, especially last 25, we could have gone for it. Could have easily yeah. gone for it it was it was end to end but we need after Sheffield united disappointment we need the three points no, I
3: agree. um
2: some players like rashford yesterday he's a top player he's a top player but i just feel like sometimes he lacks his he lacks confidence to just just go for it
3: because he's yeah, all
2: he needs to do just he's just easy like five a side back in the day power league or goals shift it onto your right foot and hit it he's playing on yeah. the left he's done it plenty of times before Opened It up, opened up from yesterday, and he's looking to pass it. And I was just like, I just hit the ball. But now I'm I'm, I'm um, I mean, if you look at the bigger picture, from where we were when he took over, Mourinho left us in a shit situation. How much deadwood did we have? it has got rid of Andreas Pereira, brought in Bruno, levels. He's got rid of Smalling, brought in Maguire. I'm not going to say levels to that one. But
3: yeah, <laughs> at
2: the end of the day, there's been improvements here and there. Um, yeah. and style of play, there's been games where it's actually been entertaining to watch. Yes, we're doing comebacks and that, but I mean, Southampton, the, the weekend was made. Um, I agree with
0: yeah. comes. It comes back to the, those kind of, the question of, as a United fan now, watching football is fun. And it get, I don't know, I, I reckon, we'll probably put to a poll later, but I think 99% of people would disagree with me, but I would rather take a point and have a really entertaining game of football than to constantly grind out 1-0s and be the most Jose Mourinho, part of the bus, kind of stand of football. That, for me, defeats the object of the game. I, I'm more for this more expansive football, the free-flowing football. It's, it's my end of the day, it's my time. When I'm watching a football game, even though we're in lockdown, there's not much else to do. It's still my time. It's two hours of my life. I'll never get back. And I, I want to be entertained. I don't want to watch a drab 0-0 draw just because we're playing it safe, just just to get that point. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that, that satisfaction in football enough to to win anymore. As a 28 year old man, I need I need that uh, I need that entertainment.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can see. I can definitely see where you're coming from. I think there's you know there's definitely two sides sides of it. Where, um, for example, with with Spurs, they were doing it quite early on in the season, where they were playing really defensive, but it was in a way that allowed Son and Kane to really kind of. Uh, feed off each other and, and create loads mm-hmm. of chances and, and they, they were playing really it, it was it was quite good to watch to be honest because you could see the defensive side but also um, they were scoring a lot of goals um, I think he's he's kind of I don't know what's happened to them really uh, in terms of that but yeah they've, they've kind of gone back the other way and, and super defensive now uh, and even that's not working so I, I think you're right there's definitely something in that especially in lockdown is as an Arsenal fan I've seen my team have two shots in a game which is just awful to watch you know just yeah. passing it timidly around the back and, and sideways it's it's not fun to watch um but equally you know i can't i can't say that if we were if we're try- challenging for a title off the back of one nil wins that i'd be complaining just because you know, we've, had it, we've had it bad we've had it bad the last few years but um, we all have
0: mate we all have <laughs>
1: <laughs> and to be fair we still won a few trophies between us so it's not not the end of the world
0: mickey mouse Cops though nothing Nothing to write <laughs> home about.
1: Hey, I'm taking them, man. I'm taking them. <laughs> yeah,
2: standard.
0: Well tomorrow is uh I know it's come around quickly and it doesn't feel like it, but tomorrow's actually transfer deadline day. Um it doesn't look like there's gonna be a lot of movement, probably because of the a lot of clubs are crippling debt due to the lack of fans and you know, COVID nineteen and the kind of the situation that's happened around there. The only move that's really been confirmed so far is uh is Jesse to West Ham. Jesse Lingard from Manchester United's gone to, to West Ham on loan for the season. Personally I think it's a really good move for him. I think mm. he's he's had a lot of you know online social media abuse again it comes with the modern game unfortunately these days um we've seen it you know racist racism incidents in the past week as well um I think Jesse's a good player he's a useful player he did work really well for England in the World Cup um, a couple of years ago and I think he'll bring kind of a bit of energy to to that West Ham team that's, that's flying high at the minute top four aspirations mm. themselves remarkably even though they, they got beat by Liverpool tonight and I think um, this could be a move for him to kind of rejuvenate his career. And I hope for him that um, that goes really well. I, th- I don't think he's he's a bad lad. And I think a lot of people's perceptions of him uh, are quite unfounded, actually. And I think maybe a different move out of Manchester, you know, trying out London. Uh, so West Ham's still a really big team under David Moyes, who he's coached him before and hopefully gets him back to the player that he was a couple of years ago at United.
2: Um, yeah, I fully hear that in a sense. Um, obviously, he's been out of the team a while and um, as you, uh, you've mentioned reasons as to why but it's just a new lease of life he just needs a chance to to get some games as you said West Ham's a big team and um, they're actually challenging for something so they'll be motivated to obviously achieve even getting into Europa League which would be a big thing for West Ham anyway um, yeah be huge I'd say he could look at the England squad but I think that's gone in terms of Euros for this summer I think it's too late um, it's yeah. Too many contenders for them type of places, but um, just for him to get his confidence back, because even when he played against Watford, the United, um, in the FA Cup, you could tell he just wasn't himself. Still, um, his character, his character is but like bubbly. He doesn't, he didn't, doesn't look bubbly at yeah, the moment, exactly. which is a shame. But hopefully, um, he has his moments at West Ham and then comes back to United. Um, yeah, uh, we'll,
0: we'll never forget when he turned the Emirates into a dance floor
3: though uh, <laughs> he hasn't done too well <laughs>
1: since then though the four lads <laughs> but, no you know you know what it is. it's um, it's hard i think people kind of underestimate how much or how important it is for, for players to have consistent game time and mm. your confidence can can drop so easily just on the back of that and i, I know united signed quite a few players to play in similar positions to him um, which would have knocked his confidence on its own, uh, and I know they had to kind of upgrade on him because, yeah, I I agree he's got he's got some talent, but he's just not quite at that level. I don't think. I think West Ham will probably suit his level um, a bit more, uh, but yeah, just you know we've, we've seen it with numerous players over the years. If if you kind of not in that game time, um, then then you can't really show what you do. You can't really build your own confidence and, and build up a level of of uh, consistency. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully he kind of gets the game time over the next six months, and then he can reevaluate after that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I don't think there's any much other business that's going on. I, I think your one of your players, Arj, I think maitland Niles is is linked with a move away. But I personally, I've not seen too much of him play. But you know, do you think that's, that's good for him, or do you think Arteta should keep him in the squad, or do you think if he he does have England ambitions, then he needs to he needs to get out on loan for the rest of the season? Yeah, I, I think
1: it's. The way we've kind of treated him is a bit unfair, really. He had a, a move on the cards to, to Wolves in the summer, uh, okay. which Arteta kind of blocked um, on the on the basis that he was going to be used this season. We just haven't really utilised him outside of the Europa League. Um, and even now, when you know we're, we're looking to rest Tierney or Tierney's injured, he's, he's not getting game time. Um, and, in fact, Cedric's getting kind of picked above him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think he kind of... If I was him, I'd be looking to, to get more game time because he's England... Position is potentially a threat. Um, yeah. I know he he has played really well for England. Uh, whenever he has been 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 brought in, um, but yeah, if he if you want to go to the to go to the, the Euros in the summer, he will have to get game time. Um, whether that will change now that we we have got a slight injury to TNA, i E, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He he's an interesting player in, in terms of what he what he can do at fullback. He's he's played really well in. The FA Cup, for example, getting some really good players, um, and he's de- he's defensively really solid, which which is kind of his natural position is is midfield, and that's where he wants to play. But I just don't think he's he's a kind of central midfield level Premier League uh, Premier League player, uh, unfortunately. So I think you know he should really kind of just focus on that fullback position and try and get that nailed on because uh, mm. he probably is better than Bellerin defensively. So um,
2: yeah, I think that's um, a dangerous one for him in a sense. He's kind of made his made his name at fullback last season. Got into the England squad, getting big ratings from everyone. Um, probably gone back to Arsenal in the summer and been like to Arteta or, or what we're playing in centre-mid. And then you just if you get in a game, then just kind of shut your mouth in a way. Because yeah. Um, yeah. you're ahead of Bellerin, you've got your place, um, performing well, no injuries. Um, obviously, he's, he's out of the squad now. It's a question of where he's going to go because I mean I think Saints have been interested, West Brom been interested, Leicester got linked, um, out of them teams. I mean, he could go Southampton, but then you've got Kyle Walker-Peters and Bertrand both back positions difficult to to move. West Brom you could go to. West Brom will definitely get game time, but do you really want to be in a relegation battle for the rest of the year?
0: Yeah, but that's I mean, how they are made, though. Like play, you know, that, that can really mould a player at his age.
2: Playing at full-back or playing in centre-mid, depends. If he's playing at full-back, then the shipping five goals every game, he's just going to... Yeah, it's not going to
0: yeah, reflect Centre-mid, he's not going to play for Arsenal. They signed Thomas Partey in the summer. No, he's course. going to be their main man. So, if, if he doesn't want to be a centre-mid, I think he needs to be kind of explicit where he's going and, and then hopefully get the move based on that. But as a fan, who's so not an Arsenal fan, I personally never didn't even realise he was a he was a he wanted to be a centre mid. I've only ever really seen him play at, at, at right back, and he, he looks a useful player. He doesn't look 30 million pound player. That's the English premium I think Wolves are going to pay for in the summer. But I think hopefully time yeah. will tell. That.
1: No, you're spot on. We, we kind of we tried him at or Arteta getting the chance uh, at, in midfield in a Europa League game, and he stunk the place out big time. He just didn't, <laughs> he just didn't look comfortable there. Um, it, it was kind of in two minds between like getting forward, staying back. Because I think you know, midfield is a very specialised position, especially these days. You're you are either defensive or, or kind of forward thinking, really. Um, and he just got caught caught in that position uh, quite a few times. And his passing is actually usually quite good, but recently it's you know he's he's been really wayward with um, with his passing. So midfield for me is out of the question. Um, maybe he could get game time at West Bromwich in midfield, um, but yeah, I think I think he just needs to kind of get game time as 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 much as he can, wherever he can, in whichever position, as Carl mentioned, um, and not be too too picky on that.
0: Yeah, definitely. In terms, in terms of a team who needs to sign players, I think we've got to discuss Liverpool. I think um, they are in bad need of a centre-back. And I think the fact that it's you know, deadline days tomorrow and, and the board of Liverpool haven't still backed Jurgen Klopp, that has got to be an area of concern for Liverpool fans. I know... Um, Van Dyke is expected back soon, but there are other options. Joe Gomez after the rest of the season. You've got Joel Matip, who seems to you know injure injure himself for, for weeks every time he bends over his tight shoelaces. He mm, could Phil be the Jones. most, it, yeah. He could be. He's worse than Phil Jones. He's he's one of the most injury prone <laughs> players I've ever known to man. Uh, their youngsters un- unfortunately don't look ready yet I've, against against Man United in the in the Cup. I think it was Reese. Was it Reese uh, Reese Williams? Williams. Reese Williams. Yeah, got. Got done for the goal, and the, he doesn't seem to Klopp. You can tell doesn't have the confidence to play these kids. He's playing Henderson at centre back. He's playing Fabinho at centre back. He's doing everything he can not to put these kids into the spotlight, which it you know, could be really good man management. But the the club needs to back him. You know, as a United fan, this is this is perfect. Yeah, you know, I want to see. I don't want to see Liverpool do back <laughs> to back. It was painful enough last year, so. um but as a Liverpool fan, you must be absolutely fuming with the board for not for not trying to back Klopp. As, you know, Klopp's come out himself and said, "I need a centre back. I'm the board's not giving me any money." But you've got to think as well: who would they go and get? You know, how short should they think short term and go for someone like Johnny Evans, and just try and throw 10 million at him just for six months? Or are they going to try and sign, you know, a wonder kid for 30, 40 million? But none, none even come to mind.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really difficult one. I mean, you've seen, I think, one of the biggest impacts that Liverpool have had on the back of their, their kind of centre-back crisis is, like, the style of play they have. They can't play that high line and, and, yeah. and push teams and press teams really high up, which has really impacted them going forward as well. Um, although, actually, today they looked they looked really good. At, and on, on Thursday, they, they did it really well, actually, um, where, where they kind of took the risk with the centre-backs they've got. And I think that's something they have to kind of move forward with. Um, but, yeah... It, it's unfortunate because, you know, you don't really want to throw two young centre-backs in the mix uh, at Premier League level when you're not doing well or you're kind of uh, you're struggling uh, defensively. Uh, it's not great for their confidence and it doesn't give them time to develop properly. Um, it's definitely something they need to look at. I just think the, the market is such that they can't really, I think, uh, you know, they can't really go out and spend big. Um, I don't know if they've got the facilities to do that and, and whether there is a market for people to, you know, to risk for a club to sell their own. Top-class centre-back at this stage, um, they might get more money in the summer, for example. So uh, better for the clubs to hold on to their players for now and, and see where they are in the summer. But definitely need to, to look at uh, buying someone. I saw some rumours off of Mustafi. Uh, if they to take him <laughs> off our hands, I tell you, I'll, be, I'll, be a, I'll be a made man. Honestly, like the, the pain. I'm um, no man has caused me more pain than Mustafi ever <laughs> in my life. Trust me, honestly. Um, and Carl, you, you, you mentioned like. I can't remember which player you're talking about, but blaming other people, Mustafi is the the king of that. Honestly, like, he'll he'll let it through his legs and he'll start shouting out other players. Like it's never his fault, <laughs> but honestly, it's is awful, awful defender. Um, I think Liverpool be be do well to stay clear of him. Honestly, um, they'll probably he'll negatively impact their their team. Um, in my opinion,
2: um, it's sad in the sense like I should say it's the day before deadline day. Um, if they were going to back him, they would have backed him already. To be fair. Mm. Um, they're going to do a last-minute saloon, um, it's just options-wise, they're caught in it too fine. Because clubs can take the pit, especially if they want to sign someone. Clubs are going to be like, players worth 15 mil can save 30 mil. Because they'll know the desperation's there. Um, yeah. In terms of getting a loan, they're too big a club to kind of get a loan unless, I don't know, it's availability who's there. Um, so you can just look at the paper, talk it, like, it's Diop up from West Ham. He's not been getting a game. He's been mentioned, but then you look at it and you're thinking, you can't get a game for West Ham and
3: yeah, how's exactly. he gonna then
2: just go into Liverpool's team that I makes mean, sense. And okay. the funny the funny thing is Liverpool are playing City next week, so it does Klopp what I have. Jordan Henderson and yeah. that Philip could have to deal with uh, but, I think in
1: fairness to him he's actually, you know, in that position yeah. he's 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 done quite well, I think. Yeah, he has yeah. been
2: classed. He's been classed, to be fair to him, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um yeah. just whether Fabinho can be back in time. Um, maybe Fabinho Henderson could work but if they're going to have to play Phillips then you know Pep, man, Pep if you've seen that documentary, I think it was Maguire that he was on, you know, he pointed on the board and was like, about Maguire and he's like, he's slow, just
0: run at him just run at him him
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: paid £80 million for that as well (laughs) Christ Jesus, (laughs) awful awful Right, guys, we're going to move on to our Stoppage Time weekly challenge. Uh, This is a weekly challenge where Arjun Kyle will be battling it out to see who is the three-up-top football champion. This is actually quite an interactive part of the show. So we actually do kind of reach out to us on the socials, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, uh, for kind of themes that you would like those to test their knowledge on. Uh, This week, we are starting on club nicknames. So at this part of the show, we're going to have, I'm going to read out 10 club nicknames one by one. It is going to be a first one to shout it out. And obviously everyone who's listening play along as well. Uh, and the first two, well, it's 10. So we'll, we'll see how we get on. I think you'll get nine. There's one of them I don't think you'll get, oh. but uh, we'll, we'll see. All right. First club nickname, the Toffees. Evan. I'm going to have to give that to Arge. I'm going to have to give that one to Arge.
2: I'm blaming it on, on the internet connection. <laughs>
0: yeah. You need to get a better Wi-Fi, Kyle.
3: I'm at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Club nickname number two. The Seagulls. Brighton. Brighton. I'm going to have to go with Arge again.
2: It's me first every time. Man.
1: <laughs> Kyle, your Wi-Fi is you down, man. Your Wi-Fi is you down.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Arge
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> club nickname number three the Potters Stoke it's 3 and a large. it's getting a bit embarrassing this Kyle
1: you've got, you've got to step up here Kyle it's getting, it's getting sticky for you man
0: what we didn't mention was that uh, this is going to be running all the way through February on every, uh, every Sunday night episode and the, the loser will be doing a forfeit Uh, Again, open to suggestions, guys. Send them in on the socials, and we'll hope within reason. Within reason, maybe we'll see. If you lose Kyle, we might have to change that. (laughs) Nickname number four: the Hornets. I'm going to give that one to Kyle. I think Kyle. I think Kyle squeezed that one in. I think we'll give him one. Benefit the doubt. (laughs) The offside VAR rule has given that one to Kyle.
1: (laughs) Look
2: look at this pity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nickname number five three one towards at this stage the cherries
2: Boy. i'm gonna have to
0: go dead heat on that one that was right, so, that, 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 a point that was
3: each, yeah? a,
0: a point each we'll give you a point okay. each so it's currently four two Four, two, to Arge.
1: It's hard though, man. I pronounce all my letters. He, you know what? He's just like Bournemouth, <laughs> You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> AFC Bournemouth. <laughs> Nickname number six: The Tractor Boys. Ipswich. Very good, Arge. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, Very mm-hmm. good. Here we
1: go. Let's mm-hmm. go. Come on, baby mm-hmm.
0: Two, two, four. Wait, how many have you got in a hand? I've lost count myself. One, two, three. Uh, the fifth one for not... you,
2: five one. Yeah, no five two.
3: Yeah,
0: if no, you're doing the five points, yeah, yeah, five, five two. two, five two to arch You need to start scoring some points here, Kyle. Nickname number seven, the Owls.
1: Sheffield Wednesday. Oh. Oh. Yes, Kyle. Oh, man, Very yeah.
0: good. Very good. United, but, you know. Very good. Five three. The Tigers. Whole city. Kyle again, he's bringing it back, oh. he's bringing it back.
1: That was tight, that was tight, that's dubious, that's dubious. 5-4. Right.
0: Nickname number nine of the Royals. Redding. Ooh, 5-5, five,
1: five. into the last oh. one. I had in, no clue about that one.
0: In, in, I had no clue. This one, this one is actually quite a perfect uh, tie, tiebreaker. It's, I'm going to give you a bit of a clue. In the fact that it's quite a topical team from the past week, oh. but it's quite difficult. So, here we go. The tiebreaker nickname is the Chair Boys.
1: The Chair Boys?
0: Kyle's hands are on his head for everyone who's uh, <laughs> listening
1: to <laughs> Topical from this week.
0: They played oh, in the God. FA Cup last week. Marine. It's not marine.
1: Uh,
0: and keep going. Surely. Um, not surely. They did no. play. They did play a Premier League team last week.
2: Shrewsbury. It's
0: not Shrewsbury. Oh, Jesus. Uh, they they got beat four one at home.
1: Oh my God! What's happened to my me? Uh...
0: Wickham. Wickham Wanderers uh, is the correct.
1: Uh... <laughs> yeah. How have I lost that? How have I lost that? I was what three points up. Nah, nah. <laughs> Oi, that was a bottle. No. Of. That, is... <laughs> that darker. Oh, that's. Kyle, Kyle takes. That. <laughs> Kyle oh
0: <slipped>. my God. <laughs> Kyle takes the first stoppage time weekly challenge. Six five.
3: Oh.
1: Painful. Well done
0: Kyle, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, bro. You lost that faith was, uh, in me there though. You lost I faith in me. I did, I didn't there's any way back. That was uh
1: You know what's worse about that? He was on like a two second wi-fi lag and i still lost. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? you know what I mean? that doesn't bode well. <laughs> All right. That was quality.
3: <laughs> Just want
0: to say everyone, um we are going to be trying to obviously boost our following. It's the brand new football podcast and you know everything every kind of follower and every every like and subscription helps on our side so we are setting ourselves some some goal posts I hope you like that football idiom there um and we when we do hit 100 subscribers hoping for this by next next week's episode we will be delivering a free pizza to someone who likes subscribes comments on the twitter comments on the instagram We'll pick it totally at random um, and we'll announce it on the show next week if we hit our target of 100. So get spreading the word and, and get um, get following and subscribing, guys. thought we'd just finish on uh, fantasy football tips, boys. Uh, we're all actually in the same league. And I assume almost, most guys and girls who are listening to this podcast are involved in fantasy football at some point during lockdown. It's kind of a really good way to, to pass the time, I guess. And some people are better than others. Um one of one of the people on this podcast is top of the league. One of them is almost bottom.
1: <laughs> not, I think I'm dead last now, man. Honestly, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to name s- names, Arz. I wasn't yeah, going to name TV, names. I know, I know, but you've got to take ownership of that. Just L's <laughs> all, all around for me. L's all around. I
0: was going to say, Kyla, as the as the league leader, have you got any have got any tips coming into the next into the next week? There's a there's a lot of midweek football. Uh, I'm not trying to say for you to give away all your powers. Uh, you are quite a bit ahead in our league, so he's an experienced pro here, but is there is there any is with the midweek fixtures already announced, is there anyone that you'd be you'd be looking at select transferring in or or captaining or you know, what are your thoughts for this week?
2: Um, I've looked up the fixtures. Um, not made my transfer yet. Um, but I think Liverpool obviously playing Brighton. Liverpool watch them today, Salah. I think Salah's the shot. But the only thing to be careful with is um, Klopp's rotation. He rotated Firmino out today. So Salah might get a rest. You never know. Um, Overshal City are playing Burnley away. I've got Sterling in. Had him captain this week. Got burnt. um, But he's going to start the next game. So Sterling, Gundogan, Jesus. Basically a City forward. But again with Pep. He's the master at rotation. So just be careful again. (laughs) Um, The other games I've looked at. But I don't, I think it's, it's, there's nothing else that stands out, really. Um, United are playing Southampton. Ben doesn't bat Bruno, but I bat Bruno. So Bruno's <laughs> always going to deliver. Uh, I've, got
1: having, a got I've got a him in my fantasy. I've got him in my fantasy. Yeah, you've I mean, got okay, him in. This is why I'm talking so much.
2: <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, another guy who's killed it this season, to be fair. Um, Jack Grealish. Um, yeah, great player. I think he's another shout. Um Yeah, just a top player goal or assist usually every game and hopefully well i'm hoping to see might unite at some point in the future
0: yeah aren't we all not we all all right guys um thanks for listening everyone that was our first ever podcast uh hopefully it wasn't too painful for everyone to hear uh we're going to be back next week with another edition of three up top so have a good week everyone